Kunal Sinha, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School Innovation in India and China podcast series today. We've just listened to your, your lecture and, and you've talked about how creativity is transforming society and business in China. Why do you think creativity and China go together as a concept? Well, uh, part of the reason for that is uh, it, it goes back to history because China, as you perhaps know, has invented a lot of things. Some of that was, of course, uh, some of that inventive tradition was forgotten because of the ironically called cultural revolution. But in the last several years, what China has discovered in order to get ahead in this very competitive world, they've got to get beyond being the world's factory to being the world's uh, design studios. And indeed, for the millions of Chinese people, competition amongst themselves necessitates the importance of creativity, whether it's in business or it's in uh, expressing their own identities. And, and so expressing their own identities, creativity, you brought that together in your lecture to talk about how you don't think China is a homogeneous entity, all the different nationalities, all the different faces you showed, and, and took glee in showing as well. That is correct, because uh, the usual perception that people have of China from outside is that it's one homogeneous uh, Mandarin-speaking world, but that isn't the case. And it's only in the differences that the diversity and the creativity can, can emerge. Because if, if the, the whole thing of looking at a monolithic China is about imposing a set of uh, restrictions on creativity, but when you look within, that restriction doesn't exist because people want to express their identities, whether it's their cultural identity, whether it's expressing their identity through, through a very, very diverse cuisine that they have, uh, or uh, in term, the, the diversity between what happens in the big city or the small towns. So that immense diversity between the generations, between the regions, is something that makes it such fertile ground for creativity and indeed for brands to occupy that space. Indeed, we saw a slide that said crocodile on the menu. Uh, you talked about the food diversity and the ingenuity in catering for all tastes as well. Tell us that story. Well, um, the, the, the pictures that I showed were very, very atypical of Chinese cuisine because that is uh, the case. Chinese cuisine isn't about noodles and dumplings. There, is so much, uh, there are so many different things about the kind of spices that are used, the formats in which foods uh, are served and indeed prepared. Uh, it's, it's more about the freshness of the ingredients. It's about taking into account what's available uh, locally. It's about taking into account the heatiness and coolness, uh, coolness of, of, the, of the foods and what functions they serve for the body. And uh, while the local brands know that and the local restaurant chains understand that, it's, it's really interesting that KFC, which is uh, a company that we've been working for for almost the last decade, considers themselves as a Chinese company. And the locals do not even think uh, that they are an American, Kentucky-based uh, company. And that's because what they have done is they've taken into account the variations in the cuisine, the unique things that are going to drive people into the customer, uh, into uh, customers into the restaurant and experience everything from rice congee, to, uh, uh, to uh, dumplings, uh, to chicken that is prepared in the local style. Indeed, you said the only thing that... Well, they ate everything with the back to the sun, which is everything but humans. <laughs> well, uh, th th that's, that's something I sort of used to 
dramatize the cuisine in Guangdong province, Cantonese food is, is very, very diverse and very, very uh, interesting. Of course, uh, you wouldn't find all that uh, uh, huge diversity within KFC, but they've clearly made a start and it's, it's working for them. But there was a serious point in telling those stories and that history of China, because if we look at the next generation consumers in China, you broke them down, you know, the the senior citizens, the the little uh, emperors, and then all that creativity emerging as well. Tell us a little more about that next generation of consumers. Well, um, in spite of the what what everyone looks at as the one-child policy, the, the the reality is that there are already 312 million kids under the age of 15 in China. So that's that generation is going to grow up, and but because uh, the reality is that only 20 percent of uh, the kids of families in China have only one child, uh, between 60 to 70 percent actually have two children. This will continue to be the force. Uh, that will drive consumer markets because they are the people who are interested in new ideas. They are the ones who are uh, uh, who need to be taken into account when you're designing products. So the problem is that when you start thinking of just the one child, you think of a lot of pressure being put on them. And that pressure is something that needs to be released. Everything doesn't have to be about achieving. Uh, things have to be about letting those kids have fun. The, the second, uh, uh, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum are the senior citizens. Uh, there are 143 million people who are above 60. These are people who've consistently saved up. They've seen how China has changed and want a stake in the prosperity as consumers. Very few b- companies are actually taken into, uh, taking into account the unique needs that senior citizens have. And that is something that we're advocating needs to change. You need to 58 million uh, people do some sort of physical exercise uh, 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 in China, um, the people above the age of 60. Why aren't athletic companies gearing up for that market? They're not currently. They're sort of too focused on the youth market. So these are just two sort of demographic segments that we think are important. But the, the, the other part, I spoke about expressiveness. A lot of the expressiveness actually happens on the Internet. China already has the world's largest uh, uh, population which is on the internet, about 285 million. And that is really where people are very, very expressive. Uh, there is a huge number of bloggers, but because people want to get under the radars, sometimes they write more than one blog so that if one gets, gets shut down, they can continue to express themselves on, on another. People are referring to each other. They want their friends to read their blogs, and, and uh, that's how trends get spread. That's, that's something that's incredibly important to understand. And again, for brands, we realize that engaging consumers on the Internet is going to be very, very uh, a key uh, to marketing success. Indeed, you, you talked of one case study where they didn't have enough budget, but they did have enough creativity to produce a fabulously funny ad, at least I look good, even if I can't play the sport. And they did that just through the Internet. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, Samir, which is a local youth fashion brand, uh, didn't have deep pockets and were competing against international heavyweights. And, uh, and these ideas really came to us from, uh, uh, from the consumers themselves who were saying, you know, what are these big brands or what are these, you know, why does it always have to be achieve- about achievement? Why can't we just 
have fun and you know the way that we address doesn't have to be always about achievement but because this was a local company that didn't have deep pockets they decided to do their uh, campaign on the web so so they ran their uh, their films uh, on uh, the the web channels such as yuku and incredibly popular because just just by doing that kind of activity which was linked to their website they generated a huge amount of customer interest and not just customer interest they generated a lot of franchise interest and as a result of it uh, samir is the second largest uh, uh, youth sportswear brand in china today you yourself have a very interesting and diverse career don't you we we mentioned that book how creativity is transforming society and business in china you're also uh, an award winner in in uh, business and marketing awards you um take photographs and seem to to win awards for photography too so so you're very diverse and creative but how when there's so much diversity in one society in one nation and so much creativity can anybody make sense of it in terms of the emerging markets um i mean that that's that's interesting uh, I, again like i say i've been in china for three and a half years i'm only beginning to scratch the surface and i think uh, i mean the thing uh, i mean we're always looking at it in terms of how can companies gain competitive advantage of uh, uh, of the trends of the creativity that that exists now uh, and and which is why we're we're always saying that you know you need to break uh, a market or a culture uh, that you're studying down into handleable segments so and 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 then determine what are the possible opportunities within those and just doing that sometimes requires creativity doesn't it would you recommend if you were a business to get into the emerging markets in china or go in early or go in late oh absolutely i would say go in early uh, because uh, people in china are always interested in new ideas they're looking at new offerings for companies whether it's retail formats whether it's uh, new technologies uh they they're sort of willing to embrace change as they have in the last 25 years so it would be a good idea to get in early rather than late but on the other hand uh, you you want to make sure that you do the right thing when you go in and and building a brand through celebrity isn't always the way um how do you go about it well uh, the the thing is that you learn from the mistakes that others have made uh, very very simply so you don't have to make those mistakes again so so look at what the market Uh, is doing look at what it's done in the past and work out your own strategy. Oh absolutely. Yeah. Don't think that you can do things by yourself or you you know you have all the answers someone else might have the answers. Is China fun? Oh absolutely it is. Fun dynamic the place to be right now. Thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School Innovation in India and China podcast series today. I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you very much for having me.